Today, you are listening to Think Again Christian, where pop culture and Christian traditions collide with biblical truth. Sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools. And now your host, pastor of Ravensdale Bible Church and superintendent of Rainier Christian Schools, Tony Jamie. The scriptures say, so a man thinketh he is. Well, when I started thinking about Think Again Christian, I thought about that verse and really challenging the thoughts of Christians. I, I used to listen to a, a radio show in L.A. by Dennis Prager, and he wrote a book, Think a Second Time, and really had a profound impact. And, and I started thinking through my Christian beliefs again and, and then just evaluating the scriptures and what they say about so a man thinketh he is. Uh, it's a, a, our thoughts are a wellspring from our heart. And so it's very important and essential that we think right, but even more importantly, that we think biblically. Now, did you know that it's nearly impossible to get Christians to agree on anything? I mean, for, forget, you know, the issue of, you know, the charismatics or the issue of Calvinism, Arminianism, um, just basic things, denominations, uh, what clothes to wear, you know, tie, no tie, uh, mochas or no mochas. I mean, it's impossible for us to agree. And yet 95% of Christians actually agree on one thing. And you know what that is? They send their children to public secular schools all across America. Now, it, it's not as though we were polled and, and we really thought through that. It's just a, a, a fact of, of what we do. Now, the question is, are, are we really unified about this decision, or is it just something that we, we just do? We, we, you know, we get married, we have children, and before you know it, it's time for school, and we just send them to the local public school. I mean, it's free after all. Have we really thought about that decision? And even more importantly than, than yourself or your own personal decision, have you thought about it, just the, the general concept biblically of where should Christian children or how should Christian children be educated? You know, when, when I was in sixth grade, Mrs. Gross was the first teacher to actually make a, a huge impact on my life. And she did that. By, by just loving me. I had a pretty rough childhood and, and came from uh, a, a gang side of town and we moved and, and Mrs. Gross just took me in and, and, and she loved me like no other teacher loved me and, and, and just gave me this amazing confidence in, in myself and, and in education. But there was no Bible. There was no Jesus. There was no redemption. And so the most important pieces of my adolescence or education were missing. Now, my life radically changed when I became a Christian, and it was during my first year in college, and, and I was very, very blessed and fortunate to get a, a baseball scholarship and to go to a, a, a college called the Master's College down in Southern California. And it was the first time that I was ever around Christians, Christian kids, uh, Christian teachers, uh, you know, they they had uh, Christian trees around the campus. So everything was Christian around there. Uh, and they were teaching from a Christian worldview. Wow. I mean, what a difference. What a difference uh, that made in my life. Now, ironically, I, I had always thought I was doing pretty well. I mean, I, I stayed out of jail. And like most of my friends, I stayed away from sex and drugs and alcohol. And uh, I thought I was doing just fine. Um but I didn't know Jesus. And what that means is I was on a highway headed straight for hell. 
Well, what was wrong? Well, today as a parent and as a pastor, I look to make an impact uh, for Christ, for the kingdom of God every day in this world that I live in. And I just can't think of a, of a better investment than teaching children about Jesus. Uh, today, millions of families send their, their children to, to, unfortunately, be indoctrinated by the state through secular education. Well, what does the Bible say about this? Does the Bible have anything to say on, on education, on how a child is to be raised? Well, there are some very clear um, exhortations we see in Deuteronomy 6, but we also see some, some pretty good warnings. And one of my favorite uh, passages in the Bible, Psalm 1, it actually really means a lot to me because when I first became a believer, my dad asked me to, to go memorize that, that psalm. And, you know, very dutifully, I went and I memorized it and I came back in and Proud as a peacock, I recited Psalm 1. And then my dad asked me this really tough, difficult theological question. What does it mean? And I had no idea. I read it. I could repeat it. But I hadn't really thought about it. And I really didn't think about what, what the words were that I was reciting to him. But, but just think about the, the, the first couple of verses. How blessed, how, how happy is the man who does not walk in the path of the wicked, who does not stand in the way of sinners, who does not sit in the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he will meditate day and night. Well, again, that, that, that sounded great. I, I looked at the positive affirmation of that and I looked and said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to delight myself in the law of the Lord and I'm going to meditate on God's word day and light. And I'm going to be like a tree that's firmly planted by, by streams of water, which will yield its fruit in season. But I really didn't ever think about this until a couple of years ago. This was actually a warning. And there's a very clear warning of, of being careful about where you walk, where you stand and where you sit. And so upon further review, when I began to think again about this verse, where could this possibly happen? I mean, our, our parents love us. Our parents cocoon us. They protect us. They, they guide and nurture us. What, what, what parent would willfully send us places where we would walk, stand and sit with wicked, sinful mockers? Well, then it hit me. Where do children really spend their time walking, standing and sitting? And it's in public schools. We, we sit in public schools from kindergarten to 12th grade, and most of us even go off to college and spend even more time in, in a secular institution. So we spend countless hours, hour upon hour, day upon day, walking in the path of the wicked, standing in the way of sinners, and sitting in the seat of mockers. And, and, and so one of the things that we, Christians have used as an argument for, you know, public education or going to school as opposed to like a homeschool situation is, well, what about the socialization? Yeah, you're getting socialized in wicked, sinful mocking. Um, and so is, is that really a great idea? And, and are our children supposed to be exposed at that in kindergarten, first, second, third grade? And when are they ready to go uh, take on the big bad wolf in the world? Well, unfortunately, you know, most Christian schools um, are filled with a sprinkling of Christians, and, and God bless those Christian teachers and, 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 and administration, administrators and, and, and students who go there, but there's only a sprinkling of them, let's be honest. 
Um, it's filled with a bunch of well-intended people who, who are educators and want to teach kids how to read and write and, and, and do well in life. But it's a system that's set against biblical Christianity. Uh, the, the public school is not set up to, to be a place to teach people about the Bible and Jesus Christ. And by definition, that's not why it exists anymore. Now, some might say, whoa, 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 you're, 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 you're being a little bit extreme here. You've kind of turned the corner. Well, again, re- remember, Psalm 1 is a warning. Psalm 1 is the warning. Uh, this isn't coming from me. This is coming from God. And God is saying, hey, be careful where you stand. Be careful where you walk. Be careful where you sit. Be careful of that influence that is coming upon your brain, your thoughts, well, some of the other arguments that, that may surface or pop up are things like, well, what about, what about being a salt and, and, and light to the world in, in Matthew you know, chapter 5? Well, is that really for children? Uh, Billy Graham was, was, a, was a grown man, not, a, not an eight-year-old, right? Well, what about, well, it's not that bad. Well, is it? Um, how many of our Christian families have, have lost their children souls to secular institutions and the, you know, all day long, all week long, you, you are a parent and you're raising your little child and you're t- taking them to Sunday school and teaching them the Bible just to hand them over to somebody who teaches the exact opposite. Is it bad? Or they can handle it. They can handle it or they're, they're going to need to handle it. And that, and that's true. They're going to need to be out in the, in the secular world. But again, is, is third grade is fifth grade ready uh, the time and the place. You know, I, I'm a superintendent of Rainier Christian Schools, and, and you know, we're preschool all the way to to uh, 12th grade. And we have plenty of of middle schoolers and seniors that are, are, are ready to go and able to defend their faith. But I'll tell you, most of them are not. They're still trying to find their own sea legs. And so we have some some challenges. We have some some. So we have, we have an opposition, right? We have an opposition. Let, let's not let's not pretend here that it's just you know God's team and and God's people. There 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 is an opposition. There is Satan. There are demons. There is a hell. And, and Psalm one very very cl- clearly gives us uh, warning against that. Let me remind you, Deuteronomy six: the great Shema exhorts us to train our children as we sit, as we walk, as we rise in God's word. The problem is, I don't know how many of, of you out there are are shepherds, right? Or in in you know, make your living out in the fields where your kids work with you from dusk till dawn. We live in a very very different society, and so it becomes very difficult when mom and dad are are, are both working and and who's raising the kids. By the way, uh, we're here today along with, uh, uh, for the ride, is, is, is Mark Holland. And, and, and Mark and I have uh, you know, just talked about this a, a little bit. But, but so many Christian families, so many of them, would love to go to a Christian school. Right, Mark? But the way you describe it, boy, we better, we better go to Christian school. <laughs> yeah, this is really interesting. I, I didn't go to Christian school uh, myself uh, as a kid. I did a little bit of uh, study and some missionary work uh, as a young adult, but very much a, a product of the, uh, the public school system. And uh, if people would like to find out more about Christian school, about Rainier Christian School, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your locations 
uh, in the South mostly. Well, and first and foremost, I, I, I want to be clear. I'm for Christian education. Uh, you know, homeschool education, co-op homeschool education, other Christian schools. I'm an advocate for for Christian education, and, and so uh, you know, I I'm just happen to be very blessed to represent Rainier Christian Schools. And you know, again, we serve from preschool. Um, you know, ele- we have two elementary schools, one in in Auburn and one in Maple Valley. We have a middle school that's located in in Auburn. And we also ha- serve in a high school that's uh, currently in Covington. And so, yeah, if you if you want to learn more about Christian education, our, our website is is filled with some some areas where you can you know go to our links and and learn more about that. And you know, I'm constantly writing and cr- constantly promoting, again, Christian education. So, you know, you can go to our website at www.rainiercsd.org, or you can call and and just ask. You can call and ask for me, uh, 425-255-7473, and ask for Tony, and and you can ask me any question uh, you feel like. Some of the heart of Tony, Jamie, a brand new show here on KCIS. Think again, Christian. And this week, looking at why Christian education. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Since their small beginnings in 1963, the Ministry of Rainier Christian Schools has been dedicated to educating and developing each of their students for the glory of God. And it's more than just a school. Rainier Christian Schools is actually an entire school district consisting of five schools in Kent, Auburn, Covington, Renton, and Maple Valley. The Christ-centered environment weaves God's truth through everything they do, from top-notch academics all the way through their competitive sports programs. Learn more at RainierCSD.org or call 425-255-7273. That's 425-255-7273. Rainier Christian Schools. Welcome back. You're listening to Think Again Christian, sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools. And now your host, Tony Jamie. Well, welcome back as we continue our discussion regarding the importance of Christian education and, and why Christian education. And, and I really believe that the Bible gives us a, a clear um, argument for a, a Christian education. And again, there's, there's many ways to, to get that Christian education. Uh, we know that there's homeschoolers that have their children at home all day long. We also know that many of us, I would say most of us, did not uh, go to a Christian school, or we're not homeschooled. Homeschooled's still a, a fairly new thing, and so most of us are sitting in our chairs, going, "Now wait a minute! I love Jesus. I know the Lord, and and I'm okay. And and I went to public school all my life, and and, and that's true. M- many of us did do that. And but I would challenge that, and I would say, is is that the best option? Is that our number one option? And I would also say, and how many of us didn't do well? And I know for for me. Uh, I was not a believer, and I was not a believer all the way up until 18, even though I had a, a father who, who loved me and was trying to, to teach me about the Lord and the Word, but I had no interest, and every day I would go to a nice, comfortable place where they would teach me other things and other beliefs and other ideologies, and I would have friends that would affirm uh, you know, my lifestyle of, of not wanting to be a good Christian kid. And so we see that so many Christian families have suffered heartbreak uh, because they send their children somewhere where they're undermining their values. Now think about this for a second. We, we, we love our children so much 
that, that we force them, we make them, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but we force them to go to Sunday school class every, every, every Sunday. Why? Because they need it, even though they may want to sleep in or they don't want it or they're not ready, but they need it. And we're going to make them get that two hours a week. Meanwhile, they're going to spend 35 to 40 hours a week in a secular environment, in an environment that's going to teach exactly against what they've learned in the two hours of Sunday school class. Who do you think is going to win? Who's going to win? I mean, just take a look today. Uh, we don't, we're, we're not losing battles in America because of, of, of bullets. We, we, we're losing the war of thought. And that's taken place over a, a long period of time. And so the secret of success really, again, is found in Psalm 1. And the secret of success is found in, in, in meditating on God's word day and night. Day and night. And does it take day and night? Well, you know, it does, actually, because we forget. I mean, Mark, how many times have you uh, heard a sermon or, or read a passage and thought, I've read that 20 times and I never got that? I'm gonna... and that's kind of what happens a lot of times, actually, listening to a pastor uh, expound on the word, uh, something new every, every morning, it seems like. Yeah, and so I, I've had the privilege of the last four years of preaching through the Old Testament, and God continuously tells the people of Israel to, to, to read His Word, His commandments, His statutes, His precepts. And we see this pattern or this cycle of, of Israel that they turn their, their hearts away from God's law. Remember, for, for hundreds of years, God's law was the Ten Commandments. That's it. And they struggled following that. We, we see in the book of Judges where Israel would turn from God's law and, and, and really struggle, and then God would bring a judge to judge them, and then they would turn back to God's law. We saw this great, um, this great habit of when Moses is turning over the reins to Joshua, that he would say, here, here's the book, and, and meditate on it. Right? We saw the same thing with David and Solomon, and, and, and that was supposed to be the pattern that, that that kings would do in Israel is that they would study God's word. Now, again, remember, they didn't have a book on every shelf. And so that was pretty special to be able to have God's word, to even have the opportunity to study upon it day and night. I, I think of Ezra, when Ezra is able to, to, to get the scriptures back and, and the whole congregation of, of Israel is there and he says, bring the book. And he just starts reading from God's word and the, and the people start crying because they haven't heard it. They're, they've been going by memory. They've been going by, by tradition. And that's a dangerous thing because uh, honestly, we're, we're, we're not that great. We remember a lot of things. We could remember, you know, Beatles songs and, and, and things from when we were in high school and a song comes on the radio and we're all of a sudden we're singing along with it. And I think, man, why, why don't I know scripture like that? Well, you know, it's because you actually didn't spend as much time in Scripture. Definitely not in high school. Uh, my, my wife, my amazing wife, was raised on going to church every single Sunday and going to Awana. And I remember when we first got married, I mean, she just had verse after verse after verse memorized. And mm. I was just so jealous of her. Mm. And that's because her parents were just so faithful at, at making sure that, that she meditated upon God's Word day and night. Now, now, Psalm 1 also goes on to describe this. Look, you're going to be like a tree, firmly planted. Uh, now, when I think of a tree, and, and we just happen to have a, a, the Cedar Rivers in our backyard, and I think of a, a tree just being right in the middle of the river, 
you don't have any problem with watering it, right? It's, it's going to grow. The water's going to go through it. And the roots are so strong and so deep that I don't care how, how hard the wind is. I don't care how hard the river or how high the river gets. That tree will stand when, when trials come, when temptations come, when, when, when there's difficulty. Now, are we going to have trials and difficulty? <laughs> you better believe it, right? And, and, and does it wait until you're 35? When, 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 when are you actually faced with trials and difficulty? Well, it starts about the time you get out of the womb, right? Mm. And, and so our children, and, and this is the same at, at a private Christian school, our children go to school every day and they have challenges. They have social challenges with friendships and disagreements and selfishness and pride and name calling. And, you know, I'm, I'm just amazed at the level of, of difficulties that we have. I can only imagine what's going on on other campuses. Now, for us, we have this amazing opportunity to take that as an opportunity. I tell our teachers and our principals all the time, this is the best time. When, when, when two children actually are, are at conflict with one another, that's the time where we step in and we get to teach from God's word. Well, why is it wrong to be selfish? Why is it wrong to call people names? Why is it wrong to be a bully? Uh, again, the world today in our postmodern view where there is no empirical truth, um, well, why is it wrong? I mean, by what standard do you say don't be a bully? Well, I say because God's word says it. And I only know that because God's word says don't steal. God's word tells us to be loving, kind, and patient, you know, fruits of the Spirit from Galatians 5. And so, as we continue on in Psalm 1, the thing that frightens me again is we go back to a warning. And there's a warning, not so the wicked. The wicked are going to be like chaff. That, you know, if, if you're familiar with the, with the winnowing process, and, you know, I'm, I'm not a farmer, I'm from Los Angeles, you know, the cement jungle, but I, I've seen <laughs> movies, right? And so, you know, you, you, you get that, that wheat in your hand and, and you just kind of toss it up and, and the wheat will come back down, but the chaff will, will blow away. And, and, and God's word says the, the wicked are not going to stand. They're not going to prosper. Now, I don't know about you, but that's frightening. That's absolutely frightening. Psalm 1 says sinners, sinners are not going to stand in judgment. They're not going to be in the assembly of the righteous. And the Lord knows who the righteous are. Now, again, being one of those children growing up for so many years, being in the wicked, being in the unrighteous, uh, it frightens me. Because had you asked me when I was in fifth grade, are you a Christian? I would have said yes. Well, I wasn't a Buddhist. I wasn't a Muslim. I wasn't a Jew. I love my dad. My dad said he was a Christian, so I'm a Christian. You know, my dad liked the USC Trojans, so I like the USC Trojans. You know, we lived uh, five minutes from Dodger Stadium. My dad liked the California Angels. Well, now they're the Anaheim Angels. I like the Anaheim Angels, right? You tend to like what your parents like, but this is a little bit different. This is the eternal salvation of your soul, and it needs to be yours. And so that's why then a Christian education becomes so essential, so essential, and so we, we at Rainier Christian Schools, I, I am I'm so blessed. I was telling Mark earlier that 
you know, I spent, you know, 15 years in, in marketing and advertising and, and, and small business ownership. And, and I loved it. I, I love business and I, and I love uh, that process, but you know, I don't want to be in sales anymore and I don't want to be selling widget A or widget B. I want to be telling people about Jesus Christ. I want to be making an impact forever uh, on people's lives. And as I started to explore those opportunities and, you know, as a preacher and going down to mission trips in Mexico and, and, and serving the widow, orphan, the poor and, and, and getting involved, I, I realized time after time again, man, if I could only have met that person five years ago, then we could have prevented all this sin. Well, if I could only have met them 10 years earlier, and I don't care if they were 55 or 35 or 25 or 15, there was always this, man, if we had written the law of the Lord upon their heart, maybe they wouldn't have gone down this trail. And so the Lord started pulling me into wanting to minister specifically to children to evangelize children, to disciple children so that they would have this great foundation that would be laid upon their heart. And so Christian education, not only the teaches them spiritually, but it teaches you how to live, how to really genuinely live and how to live like your parents to believe what they believe in the same thing. You know, we forget that it's taken us 35, 40 years to get where we are, and it's going to take our children a long process as well. And so I just want to encourage you to, to think again about this process of, of Christian education, not only for you, but, but even others. We, we think about missionaries and sending money all over the world. What, what about your local Christian school, helping to support them? Christian education is in need of your, your financial support. It's in need of churches promoting Christian education. It's in need of your attendance and, and, and joining our schools. The solution to so many, so many of our modern day issues is found in having a distinctly Christian education. And I realize that many families are not going to be able to afford it. And so again, pray for us that we're able to find solutions for affordable Christian educations but for today, just, just think again. Think again about this, this issue of public education versus Christian education. And please pray for our Christian families as they uh, continue to make their choices for their children. God bless you. You've been listening to Think Again Christian, sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools and Tony Jamie. Rainier Christian Schools serves preschool through high school in the Renton, Maple Valley, Covington, Kent, Auburn areas. For more information about Rainier Christian Schools, go to rainiercsd.org or call 425-255-7374.